0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 386, and today's show is brought to you by HelloFresh and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy.
1: Hey Mike Hurley, how are you doing today?
0: Fine and dandy, my friend. Fine and dandy indeed.
1: Good, good. I'm uh nice and cozied up, enjoying the cooler weather here in Georgia, and enjoying some sunshine but yet cool weather and it's made me want to use stationary but i guess that's any day is there there any weather
0: that makes you not want to use stationary out of interest
1: Mm, i mean really hot weather because okay. like you my hand to do sticks anything? to the page, yeah, yeah, you don't okay. want to do anything. Like your hand kind of sticks to the page, you know that. Like when you're writing, and like that's just a gross feeling. And you're like, I don't want to write on page where my arm just stuck to. So yeah, that's a no go for me.
0: Generally, I think that's a different level of humidity than we get. I'm afraid. Like.
1: <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. What is happening to the show?
0: Like right out the gate, I am like on it today. You are firing on all cylinders today. Speaking of which. Field notes group 11 is the <laughs> nearest release from field notes It's just appeared now mm-hmm. this is the winter 2019 now mm-hmm. we have said we have said leading up to uh, this last edition that me and you have posited the idea that 2019 has been field notes strongest year mm-hmm. right like that they we had said up so we had what mile marker national parks and autumn trilogy. No miss mm-hmm. in the bunch, right? It's usually one mm-hmm. edition mm-hmm. where it's like, mm-hmm. ah, that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But now we have Group Eleven, so the Group Eleven edition is a three-pack dot graph paper. They have white covers with copper, silver, or gold metallic fo- hot foil stamping, and that is copper, silver, gold is like the uh, theme of the editions so that are all white, but they have uh, they have ink on the inside that matches the color. They also have staples that match the color, copper, silver, and gold, which is apparently mm-hmm. the second time only that they've done that. But what's more is they have gilded edges to the pages, which is the second time that they have done that as well. Mm-hmm. They did it, didn't they?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. the best way that I can describe this edition is that it is correct.
0: Yes they did it does that make sense yeah this was this was the perfect way to finish the year they didn't do anything bonkers they didn't change the mm-hmm. format they didn't do anything you know like anything super wild what they did was they doubled down on something that people loved from a previous edition so uh mm-hmm. was it for, yeah fall of last year the end papers edition uh, the only thing i liked about that edition was it end Papers? No, it was a different one, mm-mm, wasn't it? Um, which one with the gilding? Yeah, with the gilding. Which edition? Gilding
1: is ambition. I have a whole, I yeah. have a whole uh, spiel here about that.
0: All right, well, we'll get, let you get there in a second, but I'm not finishing. it. Yeah, ambition, ambition. Uh, which was, in my opinion, the only good thing about that edition was the gilding, because they they did like a 48 page ledger, a date book, and a mm-hmm. graph. Like it just didn't work for me. Like, exactly, and and I think they changed the sizing a little bit too. Like it just wasn't, it just did not work. That one did not work mm-hmm. for me. Um, but other than being very very pretty, it's beautiful. The gilding was incredible. Mm-hmm. Opening those up it was just like a, like a, mm-hmm. just a beautiful thing. The sound and the feeling of opening yep. the gilded edges because they're all kind of a little bit stuck together. You kind of crack it open. Um, I've always loved white cover field notes. Um, mm-hmm. it's just it's just a personal uh, favorite of mine. I think they went simple, but but like absolutely nailed the execution. So I think they did it.
1: Yeah, so this is the holiday gift-giving edition of Field Notes.
0: 100%. This is the edition you buy for like that family member, right? Mm-hmm. Like 100%, mm-hmm. which is probably why they ordered, I think, slightly more. It's like 37 and a half, or maybe it's something to do with the production. But anyway, they did a big, yeah. a big order on that one, it seems.
1: Yeah, so that made me that thought made me think, along with, okay, this is the gift giving edition and it has the gilded, like the ambition was also a winter edition. So it made me wonder, what are all the winter editions? Do they all fall in this category? So we have let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. This is the twelfth winter edition. Did you know, Mike, that the very first edition, Butcher Orange, was a
0: winter? Did you know huh. that? Didn't know that. Well, I guess it didn't yes. matter then, did it?
1: No, it didn't matter then, right? So we're going to discount that edition. So after that, I'm going to read all of the winter editions. Just Below Zero, Balsam Fur, Northerly, Expedition, Cold Horizon, Ambition. Do you believe that was 2014, Mike? Ambition that you said was maybe what? last year. 2014. Get out of um, town. Nope. Jeez. Snowblind, Snow Blind, Black Ice. Resolution, clandestine, and group 11. So out of those, you know, discount, butcher orange, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine are like directly winter related, like the gift giving edition, right? And I'm not counting expedition in there and clandestine, those are storytelling editions. Right, so they do two type of editions in my book. They like this is a notebook edition, and then there's storytelling editions. Clandestine was, you know, the spy wheel and mm-hmm. you know figuring out yep. the, the. They do this every now and stuff. then. Byline yeah. dime
0: novel, uh, three missions. Yeah, you know, yeah, like they're, they're telling a specific tale.
1: Yeah, and, ex- and expedition was the Antarctic expedition, uh-huh. which with the UPO, the the waterproof paper, the like, un- that terrible, was a great story. Un- right, yeah, all that one. Right. On a whole, though, as a group, the winter editions are some of the poorest as far as like people who obsess over field notes, mm-hmm. as far as how like how they would rank them. And it, I think it's because it ha- it serves a different purpose in general, I think, when the idea of producing this issue comes.
0: Right. that may be like, attempting to be a little more gimmicky. Mm hmm. Right. So like when you look mm-hmm. at some of them, right, like uh, Cold Horizon was the one that changed color. Right.
1: No, that was Snowblind. Cold Horizon was the blue gradient. Oh, the metallic one.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That were kind of poor. They no, the metallic one is black ice, which also did kind of poor. Oh. Cold Horizon did very bad. I liked um, black ice. Black ice I liked. Uh, most a lot of people did not like that yeah. edition. Do you know what I found when I was doing this? That the resolution edition was the 2017 one, it was the red, white, and blue one with the memo books and the calendar. Might be the single worst selling edition ever because it is still available. Wow! And like we, I hated that edition at the time. And I, I can't remember what you thought about it. Like it was fine, but it is still it is still available. So I again I think that, that one, one was did an, the, that's an work L for me
0: because they I, I don't like the um when they when they mess with the print format to give me you know something like these are two forty eight page checklist junk. like it's just not what I want right. Which is what book.
1: ambition did. Yeah. Like that's what you were saying. Like, mm-hmm. That's what ambition did. So all of this is to say is that I think they did a really good job with group eleven. Like I it's can't not believe
0: a three missions are still available. It's probably because they did fifty thousand of them.
1: But yes, they did a ton of them.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But I think resolution. I didn't scroll through the whole list. I think it's the oldest edition still available. But you are it's list now, kind of. So um, that's uh, two years ago. The um, winter edition. So. Anyway, I just wanted to put that little list up because I I think they generally experiment more in the non-holiday release issue <laughs> it was, my, mm. was my hypothesis, and I think mm. that's
0: correct. I see what you're saying, yeah. They, I think that there tends to be, as I say, Liz, there tends to be like a, in my opinion, like a gimmick to them. Like they tend to have mm-hmm. like a thing about them, which means that they would show up in uh, holiday gift guides. Right. And mm-hmm. like this time it's like, oh it's got gilded edges, how fancy would you feel? Right. Yep. Or like Clandestine was like, oh, it's got a code breaking thing, right? You can give right. it to Uncle right. Bob and he'll try and work it out over the Christmas dinner table or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. um, so like they they have that in them, but I see they don't and you were right, like they don't push the envelope in the ways that would appeal to maybe the typical uh field notes customer in those situations. Mm-hmm. But yep. nevertheless, 2019, if you were a subscriber in 2019, hit it, out. you were very happy. They hit it out of the so. every single time. I would imagine so.
1: One last thing as I was putting together this list, then we'll move on to our next topic. I was a subscriber back when Balsam Fur came out. This was 2010. Do you recall them sending a branch of a balsam Fir yeah, tree I remember, I remember in the envelope? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> what were they thinking? <laughs> oh, I forgot all about that until I put this list together. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I remember that completely." An
0: unlisted extra, like that I'm was just something sure that I came in know. the uh, in the in the in the bag.
1: It must have. I don't yeah. even know. It was great.
0: <laughs> I was like, "What
1: is happening to this envelope and all these little pine needles falling out?"
0: Well, I'm looking forward to getting these ones in. I'm looking forward to opening them all up, cracking them all. Yeah, up. Yeah, I
1: probably won't use them. I like them fine. I mean, just I, yeah, they're good. Yeah, I have other ones I'm using right now, so I will say Brett, I'll continue to use the fall edition, and I'm using the Wilco edition for something. So.
0: This is it's. it's a, it kind of pains me to say this. I kind of don't even mm-hmm. want to say it, but I I mm-hmm. will say it. This is my fourth subscription of four. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not gonna renew.
1: Oh, I've already decided, yeah. It is I, st- n- I still have two more to go. I'm
0: absolutely done. nothing against Field Notes, right? Yes. Yeah, As I said, like no, they have done the best work, but like I am not using them. Yep. So they are just pretty much building up, uh, and, and I plan to uh, maybe pick up a couple of additions that I like absolutely adore here and there. Uh, mm-hmm. Or I'll eat my words and end up buying them all and then resubscribe again. Like I'm kind of just want, I want to see it <laughs> as like fine. an experiment for 2020. Like what do I do? Yeah. Um, and is the FOMO too strong? But I'm I have a drawer that is filling up of these things. Yep, and uh, I feel like I'm not doing the best thing here but by continuing right. to spend the money and and stockpile these little books. It seems like it's. Strange, considering they always sell out, it's kind of like there are people that want them more than me. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I don't think at this point that I should continue just buying them or putting them in a drawer.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're preaching to the choir here.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Um, I don't have a fun or funny segue into this next topic other than the literal topic itself. I have been watching the... Graphon Faber-Castell pen of the year releases for the past several years they're usually the big outrageous gloriously expensive fancy pen let us show off our you know capabilities in manufacturing and design in making a very unique high-end pen like it's the pinnacle pen of their year right it's
0: like uh what uh Montegrappa do right is it Montegrappa yeah they do well, like I mean who's it does the Chaos pen it's not Montegrappa, is it? Yeah, Mon- Yeah, yeah Montegrappa. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's like what yeah.
1: they do. So yeah, it's like a very high-end, design-rich, you know, not for everybody type of pen. It's the show pen, right, of the series and it's their pen of the year. And they've made a bunch of great designs in the past. Like I've considered them they're a little bit expensive and I mean they're a lot a bit expensive. That was a, a misspeak. Um what, what sort and of I've money never been talking Brad. Um, I'm actually trying to look that up now, but we're talking like two to five thousand dollars, I think. Okay, is but what I'm, we're looking uh, at.
0: It's very expensive, but that is not like mm-hmm. seventy, you know. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So but as I to to.
1: as I look at the pin of the year 2020, Sparta available at the end of November, I'm looking for a price point, and I don't see it on fabric. Not Custos on the website. I'm sure it's yeah. on some vendors' pages who are pre-listing it for sale. And you know, I saw this pin pass, you know, through pass through my feeds earlier this week and i just saw like the you know like the red kind of um statue design and then like the silver pen and you could tell like the the helmet uh the helmet shape on the clip right and i was like okay cool there's fabric castell's pen of the year design then i just moved on to the next thing
0: and the body of it is kind of like um this like the armor like the skirt right like yes it's kind of pleat- so like this
1: Like, the pleated skirt, they're, like, studded, like, you know. um, And, you know, for the execution of it, sure, it's fine. Looks good, right? Like, they had a design, we're going to do Sparta, and this is how they executed it, and they executed it correctly. Then my friend Sarah tweeted at us this morning and pointed out something that I I did not... (laughs) I did not notice in my initial glance because I, I did, just didn't care that much.
0: Why did they do this? I hate it. I hate it so much. Like I want to burn S- it. I hate it.
1: So the traditional Spartan warriors, um, were not head to toe armored. Let's say, um, I think that's fair. They, you're saying this is essentially a leather skirt and a chest plate. Mm-hmm. And you know, in general, they showed off their physique. You know, their biceps. Um, We've all um, seen three hundred. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, there's some some well chiseled warriors. Um, especially the ab region. Mike or er, mm. is you know a very good highlight of of these fighters. And Faber-Castell has to decided to honor the ab region by placing a set of abs on the grip section of the pen.
0: It's not just abs. There's pecs in there too. Uh, And pecs. If you look, so you got an entire torso sitting in this. I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) It makes me feel so weird to see this pen with a human physique. (laughs) It makes me so uncomfortable. It looks so weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. You know what my biggest problem is?
1: Is I think it's upside down for how I would want it if I was like into this.
0: Mm, no, but then the nib is the head, right? <laughs> I think they've done it the I right guess. way. The nib is the but head is, because is, no, because then the skirt is head? below the body. Mm, okay, right. Okay, technically, yes, you're correct. And then then the the helmet goes on top of the nib, right? So yes, like, but you're but correct. also over the abs, which is so you've kind of broken with mm. the the idea there. But I think that's what they did it.
1: It's an anatomically correct, Uh, you're correct, but I, like, visually, I'm, like, when I'm writing with it, you know, because... No, Brad, visually,
0: there is no correct way to do this, because that is a (laughs) horrific thing to do to a pen. They put abs on a pen! Why'd you do that? You ruined it! Like, you went from evoking something to just doing it. You may as well have just made the entire pen in the shape of a warrior, like... Yeah. You went too far, Faber-Castell.
1: Like, too so we'll far. have the link in the show notes to this. I want you to scroll down to the section. There's, there, this is a great uh, marketing page. You know, all the headlines, hardened and perfect. It looks good, myth. though. Like,
0: like the, the uh, page looks great, right? Like, it does bravery its Bravery
1: and masculinity. Yeah. So scroll down to the precise and powerful section and look at that image in relation to the warrior that they're showing. And you're like, oh, my God, why did they have to do this? They did not have to do this. And that's the picture that makes me say this is just a massive, massive mistake. (laughs) I mean, it's. (laughs) Why did they do this?
0: Why put abs on the pen? (laughs) There's abs on the pen. (laughs) Though the worst one, the worst one is you scroll down a bit (laughs) further and there's a heading called Black Mm -hmm. and High Carrot. And it's like super pronounced.
1: Dude, that is like washboard, like... That's like some serious abs right there.
0: Why did you do it? Oh, it's even Mm. worse on some of the other models, like the rollerball. It looks even worse on the rollerball. (laughs) This is what our life has become, Mike. (laughs) Why did they put abs on the pen? Oh, my God. Don't put abs on the pen.
1: So, welcome to Pen Lore. Uh, Sparta pen, you will not be forgotten. I promise you that.
0: Yeah, you're gonna. This is be one of this is gonna be one of those things that comes up for a while. <laughs> I'm gonna be questioning. Mean, uh, questioning all, all of designs the other now. years. They didn't put abs on them, and they look lovely. Like there's a Viking one, <laughs> they didn't put any anatomical details in the Viking pen.
1: I mean, those guys were a lot colder. Like they bundled up a little bit
0: more. I guess. Well, they didn't put any fur on it. I will say, just <laughs> through going through the pen of the year website. These are all mm. very beautiful pens. They are. It's a great. They I love looking it at this by site. putting abs on it because this this is the, this 2020 pen. Everything about it, I actually like. I think it's designed nicely, right? Like yeah, the body with the cap of the pen, on it looks great. The helmet <laughs> is fantastic, right? Like the helmet cap, like it's yeah. a genius, genius design. That actually just looks like a really nice pen, but then they put abs on it. God. <laughs> <Gah. laughs> Oh,
1: i love this so much in the worst way possible
0: so is the ink the blood then is that what we're saying
1: Ooh. I right mean, is there an there's got be do they not sell a red ink with this it's got all the all the all the imagery is a lot of red in there um yeah i don't know it's got to be red right you got to ink this up with a red ink
0: i feel like you'd have to because there's abs on it
1: yeah this, I'm looking at the presentation box. It's like a three level the box pen is, box, but I the don't box see any ink.
0: Bananas. Why what is that middle tray?
1: Yep, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I don't know what the middle tray is for.
0: So you put all your upper pens in it, maybe? To, that's, it looks extra like a pen abs. storage. Yes, Those the, are abs, extra just the abs. the abs of sections. the box. Yeah. Those box abs. After they've after
1: they've won the war. And they're all eating and drinking. There's a smoother section with a little bit of a wine belly to it (laughs) that you swap in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then you have like the retired Spartan, and he's just kind of let himself go a bit as he goes into older age. Right, right. So I think that's where the extra
1: ab sections go.
0: Yeah, they're just extra ab sections. I like ab sections. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Mm -hmm. This is the Mm -hmm. worst thing. Uh, You're a high-class brand, Graf von Weber-Castell. Don't put abs on the pen. Don't do it. This is Sparta.
1: Oh, we did it, Mike. We made it
0: through. Um, I'm only crying a little bit because that was worth it. I put abs on the pen. This episode is Mm. brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, you'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in about 30 minutes. Break out of your dinner rut with HelloFresh's seasonal, chef-curated recipes every week. There is something for everyone. There's family recipe options, calorie-smart options, vegetarian and and their fun menu series like their Hall of Fame so you can get what HelloFresh customers are considered to be their best meals or a craft burgers selection to pick from as well. HelloFresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit, so you'll know that you're going to get something delicious and it's super flexible as well. You can add extra meals to your weekly order if you need to as well as some tasty treats. Maybe you want to, you know, have something on the side. Some garlic bread, maybe some cookie dough for dessert. You can add all of that on as you please. Now, Brad, I have the pleasure of following uh, Mary Beth on Instagram (laughs) and I noticed there was some cooking going on in the Dowdy household recently.
1: I am so excited to talk about this okay. because my son Tyler who is 11 he loves having these kits and the directions so he can be the chef. He gets enraged if you try to help him. That's so cool. Make man. these dinners. He make, like he was yelling at me to get out of the kitchen. And that my son is able to like follow these directions. Like he didn't, he's obviously not like, you know, catching himself on fire. We're not letting him do like those types of things, but he'll do the, all the prep work, all the cutting, all the mixing, all the actual cooking, um, with, you know, uh, myself or my wife in there, you know, making sure, but he is so proud of being able to work through these recipes. And if my son can do it, anybody can do it. Um, and on top of that, the food's amazing. Yep. We had we had tacos one night. We had burgers one night, and like these are all like you know, the fancy burgers. Like had the um, you know this just this great sauce, and um, you know he's cutting up the potatoes to make the French fries, and he was obsessed with Hello Fresh, and um, like we're gonna just have to continue to get him because I kind of like Tyler making us <laughs> dinner where we don't have to work about it work at it. So uh, it's great. He is so proud of doing it and takes it extremely seriously, and I loved every second of it, and on top of that, we loved the food. The food was outstanding.
0: You can get nine free meals of HelloFresh by going to hellofresh.com slash penaddict9 and using the code penaddict9. That is hellofresh.com slash penaddict and the number nine, and use the promo code penaddict9 to get those nine meals for free. Go check out the information there, hellofresh.com penaddict9. Our thanks to HelloFresh for their support of this show and FM. Now you sent me a message yesterday and you were like don't mm. worry I have it covered for tomorrow. I'm going to mm. make a list of everything I have on my desk. And I was <laughs> like all right, sounds like fun. I opened up the document today. There's about 100 things in here.
1: <laughs> Did you count? I should have counted. I can go probably go put a line line item on my uh on my document where I wrote this down. So I had an epiphany Mike um yesterday while streaming of all things. I had this thought and I was sitting there streaming, and I realized that every day that I stream, which is um, Tuesdays every and, Tuesday and Thursday, every day that I stream, I bring the same kit with me, if you will. So I will get my backpack, and I'll throw in the same notebook, the same pen cases. Um, this usually, you know, whatever pens are in them don't tr- don't swap out that much, and we'll talk about the whys and the hows of all that. <clears throat> Uh, And I noticed yesterday that it's always the same thing every day that I leave the house with to pack up and go stream. And it's just like the stuff I want to have. And I realized it that I'm grabbing the stuff off my desk and this particular grouping, there must be something to it because I continue to use it. And that made me think, well, my desk is a pretty good, proxy i guess of what my favorite things are that i personally want to use like not necessarily the review items right my mm-hmm. personal stationery pens notebooks pencils all the stuff i want around me at my own desk within reach that give me joy give me writing pleasure um you know give me you know a great visual you know whatever is inspiring me at the time and those are the things that live on my desk. And I thought, well, if I can list all these things out, then I'd have a pretty good snapshot of all of my current favorites, probably of the last six months worth of pens and paper and things that have crossed my desk. What has lived <laughs> and not been put away in the closet of doom? Mm. What has been, you know, a recurring theme about the things that I used? So I sat down last night flipped open my laptop, I could have written this down in a notebook if I weren't sharing it with you, but I flipped open my laptop and just looked around my desk and started listing everything. So this is the list I have come up with, and I think it's kind of telling, one, in that it is massive, right? It's 103
0: items, by the way.
1: 103 items. Probably missed some here and there. And this is not just pens and stationery, but it's it's probably 80% pens and stationery. And then, Mike, which I'll include in the show notes later, there's a picture of what this is. And the picture doesn't really add up with the amount of things. I so think that that's made very me, tidy. Yeah, the picture made me have other thoughts. It's like, wow, this is how all of our money gets tied up in stationery because you can't see it. <laughs> right? Like all the things I'm about to talk about really don't take up that much space. So let me go through the fountain pens and then we'll go through some of the other lists. We may not go completely thoroughly through. And then there's probably a few things we'll talk about. We didn't discuss how we'd present this beforehand other than I don't want to just read like an entire list. Like that would be boring, but the fountain pen list is not that long and we'll go through some of this, um, some of the whys, and then Will expand in some some of the other areas. Like I have a header for fountain pens, a header for standard pens and pencils, and then a header for paper, and then a header for accessories and ephemera. Um, so let's hit these pens, and this is kind of what started it for me. That I was bringing the same Brass Town pen case, and we'll talk about accessories specifically later with the same grouping of pens and the Sapelo XL with the same grouping of pens and notebooks, I was like, these are clearly my favorites of what I own and have been for a long, long time. So the first one I list, though, is one of the newest ones, and it's the Schoen Design Pocket 6. And I put in all the ink colors with the pens, so I'm using the Caran d'Ache Chromatics Hypnotic Blue ink cartridge with this. This pen I'm carrying because I like it, And I like Ian's designs, but I'm also going to be reviewing it. So there's like certain reasons why I carry certain things. But I can see this pen hanging around for a while. Then I have the Sailor 1911 4AM with the Sailor Ink Studio 941. I obviously really enjoy that pen. It's a great writing pen. It's a great looking pen. It's a fun ink. Um, It's also a recent acquisition. The Lamy Studio Aquamarine. Is one I'm thinking about reviewing. But I just like the Lamy Studio. Like it's one of the great underrated pens. It will probably come up in our gift guide episode next week. I'm I'm sure. Because it just fits. It's an answer to so many questions. About buying pens for other people. It fits in a lot of categories. And I have it matched up with the Lamy Turquoise cartridge.
0: So just to note. Because otherwise. Entire CMS may explode. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to only put in. To the show notes. The. Rarer stuff or stuff that we don't talk about very often, yep. right? So, like, I'm not going to put a link to the Sailor 9, 9 11, uh, 1911 4 a.m. We speak about it like the right. weeks in a row, but stuff that right. we don't talk about, maybe is new, um, like the Limey Studio Aquamarine. We haven't gone mm-hmm. into detail on that pen on this show, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. That's in the show notes. Is that clear? Yep, yes, but otherwise, so we will not have 103 product links yep. in the show notes, yep. Yep. <laughs> and
1: we will break things. But like the, the Lamy Studio Aquamarine is a great example of why I wanted to do this because I rarely talk about it. I rarely photograph it. I haven't reviewed it, but I personally find it to be a great pen and do not want to not have it available to me. So I keep it available to me inked up in a pen case nearby accessible right? So like, it's kind of one of those prime examples of why I wanted to kind of break this down a little bit. Um, Next up is the Aurora Optima Flex. It's the one that I got from Fountain Pen Hospital last year, but uh, you and Anna when mm-hmm. we were there, and I am testing the Venta Azure ink in it, but I just, I tend to have that pen inked up because it has a flex nib and even though it's not a flex nib, it's a soft nib. It gives me some cool line variation, and I like the Optima. I like how it feels. Then I have, of course, the brand-new fancy pen, the Namiki Milky Way, with Pilot Orochizuku Tsukiyo. This pen's going to change a lot about my fountain pen collection. That's a topic for another day, another long, exploratory, Brad rambling hmm. um, episode. We'll save that for another day, but I am thoroughly uh, enamored with that pen. Um, the Nakaya Portable in Kuro Tamanuri, that's the black with the red undertones. It's inked with the Ackermann Dutch Masters number no. 5. That's just a glorious writing pen. I smile every time I pick that pen up. It's, again, it's like this is not a pen I just talk about all the time. Even though I talk about Nakayas all the time, I just want this pen available to me at all times because I enjoy writing with it. Same with the Sailor Rialo YY Pen Club Edition. We've talked about that ad nauseum. I have a needlepoint grind on that with Sailor Bungbox Sapphire in it. And um, it's just great. I, I really like that needlepoint. Same with the Pilot Custom Heritage 912. It's got a PO nib. I like my extra, extra fine nibs. Both of those are very different. The YY Pen Club is a little soft. The 912 is very firm. I like writing with both of them. Um, the Pilot Falcon is the one that I have the Jonathan Brooks barrel on. So I love that pen. I just love how the Falcon writes and I just keep a basic pilot black cartridge in that. And the last fountain pen, so I don't know how many fountain pens that is. That's about 12 I have currently inked up is the Caveco Frosted Sport Blue Raspberry. That pen lives on my desk. So, you know, I can use it and grab it, take it out, whatever with it. Um, and it's got a pink ink in it waterman vibrant pink and it's just a cool match it's something i use for like notes highlights things like that so as i go back through this list i have 11 pens, and nine of them are inked up with some form <laughs> of blue ink which i just realized and then we have the pilot, <laughs> pilot <worry>. black cartridge <laughs> and waterman vibrant pink i don't have any orange ink inked up right now
0: but that's about to change cause I, I have I a question for you um, Yes. If they're all so, they most of them have blues. How do you mm-hmm. know what blue was in them? I mean, we've been through this before, right? Like, I don't know what yeah. oranges are in my orange pens.
1: I could probably blind test and get at least seven out of nine right, if not more than that.
0: All right, because humble bright two of
1: them are two of them are bright. You know, hypnotic blue and Lamy <laughs> turquoise. Um, Sailor Ink Studio nine forty ones in two of them. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what Sukio. Bungbok sapphire shinkai look like on the page i could pick all those out um the israel Blau, i would be concerned about the venta azure i could pick out out of this collection because it's massively sheening um so yeah i think i could the only ink i would have a problem with is the akramon going mm, i'm not sure maybe it's this but in this context i'd know what it is because of process of elimination right I could name, I could blind test all of these inks for sure. (laughs) So this is what I like. Like, this is why I wanted to write this down because you don't realize that I have nine of 11 pens inked up with blue ink. Like I didn't realize that. I thought I would have bet I had a orange and a purple in there somewhere. I do not. Um, But it's pretty clear, like, this is what I enjoy writing with, especially for the pens that will stay, you know, in these state, you know, in active use, like the Namiki and the Nakaya and the Sailors and the PO nib and things like that. Like, some of these might rotate in and out, like the Twisby Eco. Um, You know, I use that for ink testing, things like that. Um, You know, the Pilot Falcon, it just depends on if I'm in the mood for that. Sometimes I'll just clean it out and store it. But in general, like, I don't have any of these pens that i don't want to use all the time like i'm not like this is a great setup for me and that's what i wanted to see in like a black and white thing which is why i wrote it down um it also shows me that i have too many fountain pens inked up i don't like having this many inked up because i will end up not using them uh, all before I'm ready to move into other pens and want to clear some space. Like this is maxed out level. I would prefer about half of this. Like mm-hmm. six pens would be great to be inked up. I don't know if I can ever get to that because I do keep some for test.
0: I have more fountain pens on my desk than you do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is it. I actually, when I did my last my sale recently, I moved all my fountain pen storage into the closet. Like I cleaned it mm. off my desk. So that ties into. The future story story that yeah but you see tell then later. we
0: have this next category of 25 items and like i don't compare to that by the way i want to do this we have a mm-hmm. couple of episodes planned for the next few weeks i think but mm-hmm. once we're done with those i want to i want to do a massive breakdown of mike's desk
1: mm-hmm. yeah this would be a, a cool thing to try you know like like twice a year i should do this Because I'm just interested in tracking this information. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the personal list of things I like and want to use that have stood the test of time, you know, throughout my reviews and throughout my usage. Like, some of these I just have years and years of usage with. Some of them I have weeks of usage with, right? So it will rotate and change over time. So I don't think I want to read this entire next list, but it is your standard pens and pencils list. But there are some things, actually I will probably close to reading them all, but it'll be more in a grouping type of situation. So like I have the Ajoto Ebonite pen, which is a new pen to me. I am an Ajoto fan. This is their newest Ebonite model. It's insanely expensive and I love it. Um, This pen I will eventually review because it falls clearly into the category of super fans only pen right it's if you're an a super fan you'd be interested you in this. really have i would to be. never i would never ever in a million years recommend this pen to anybody and like i think that's a fair stance to have so i personally the one love that this sold pen
0: wild colors and stuff
1: Yes, but it's made out of ebonite, so yep. it is lightweight. It feels like you're writing with a plastic straw. It Cause is so Because they have light. A,
0: a few different, I mean, I'm on their website, and they mm-hmm. have a, they have like Tiger Blue Ebonite, Sand Ebonite, Indigo Ebonite. Mm-hmm. Do you have one of those? I have the Tiger one. Tiger Blue. Yeah, that's, oh yeah. man, that looks good. But it's 230 it pounds. Yes. On and a pen that you can otherwise buy for much cheaper. Right. Well, their metal pins are not that much
1: cheaper. They're like they 150 used to do a to cheaper version pounds. than this, didn't they? They have one basic brass that I think's in the one fifty pound range, but I, I'd have to look at it. One forty
0: five. But they had they mm-hmm. used to do. I'm sure they did aluminum.
1: Well, the the Kickstarter they have done aluminum in the past. I just said, wow. I just repeated your word. When I did the brass Kickstarter, I want to say it was a ninety to a hundred. That might be one. So I'm that was years that. and years and years ago, like my original. Yeah. So I I just enjoy the brand. They're very expensive. Um, I find this pen to be amazing, but it will always be on my desk. And like, I would never tell anyone to buy this pen. No one in their right mind should buy this pen, unless yeah. you're like the Ajoto super fan.
0: Just to be clear, like this carries the Schmidt refill, right? Like it's you know it's a very yes. very expensive Mark One or um. Retro 51. Retro. But we spoke about Adjoto in the past because I also backed the Kickstarter and I love mine. But I have just the aluminium one, which it seems like they don't make anymore. They've gone Mm -hmm. higher end, which more power to them because they make a very good product. Yeah.
1: So I actually have one of their, it's not listed on the page anymore. I bought one of their stainless steel models because I love stainless steel metal pens. So
0: yeah, they have a, they do have a stainless steel version now, but I think it's different. They have yeah, mine has spun like a stainless. Yeah,
1: mine has this weird like copper flame cap that looks pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So yeah, like these are the types of pen. This is the perfect example of the pen that is on my desk, but probably not anyone else's. Mm-hmm. But it will always be on my desk because I personally enjoy it. And that's what I was trying to get out of this list. Right. So the next two items are the last two Retro 51s I've done, the pastel Shiba and the Pink Robots. I use them all the time, both of them. I use the pastel Sheba mostly because I think I like the silver trim. I like the look of it and I put the the Oto Flash Dry gel refill in there. So I'm like kind of uh, turning the corner on that refill and it's pretty cool to use. And then like just sitting there, I have the CWNT pin pin type C, which is that little flip pin. I never use that pin. That that pin's going to be removed from my desk. Like it's cool. I'm glad I owned it. It was a Kickstarter reward and it's it's just a neat design, but it's going to go away. Um this next little group is all in a pen cube that I just leave on my desk because I sometimes want to use these pens. These are not the most commonly used pens on my desk, but the Karen Dash 849 Viking Edition that I bought on our trip to CW Pencils last year, mm-hmm. the Karen Dash Fix Pencil because I always lose it because I use it so much, uh, Pentel Smash 0.3mm Mechanical Pencil, Tough Rider Flamed Titanium pen, that's a pen I use that has a Fisher Space pen refill. Like if I'm going, you know, out for baseball practice. Like that's a good pen to have to get out there and bang around and get dirty. I have the Parker Jotter from Mad Men that I want out on my desk because it's just a cool story. Like I rarely use it, but it's in a little pen holder and I want it there. Same with kind of the Mont Blanc M rollerball. I don't use that pen a lot, but like I It's so interesting. We've talked about that pen a million times. Um, It's just there. Um, The Sharpie, ultra fine and orange. Um, And those all just kind of sit in this one little cube. Those are not actively used really except the fixed pencil. These pens are if I have a specific need where I want a very fine mechanical pencil, say. Um, Or I want to write with the 849 ballpoint, which I love. Or... I'm going out of the house and want a pen I can beat on, like the Tough Rider. Like those are the type of pens that go in that situation. Like anything that's in like a pen stand on my desk are the least used pens on my desk, but I want them there for a reason. So I have the spoke pen, Joker pen and the box pen, the pen addict edition pen sitting on my desk too. The
0: Joker pen, the Joker version, that's the one that I've kept on the desk. Yeah. I thought I would have kept the Orange Crush, mm-hmm. but the Joker is the best one. Oh, that's made, funny. Yeah, I good think. to know. I, th- yeah, I just cool. think it's super weird and fun. And I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. When will the Spoke Pen be generally available?
1: Maybe like as soon as next week. Like Wonderful. Almost done. Like Brian's processing a bunch of pens right now. Then we're just going to get together to hand them off because I'm doing all the fulfillment. So. Oh, it's boy. really close, um, close. next what, week or two
0: what colors will be available um most sale? of
1: the standard i think most of the standard are going to be, be available and we're hoping to have at least two
0: new colors two new there, colors but don't quote me okay. on that yeah all right but like yeah. at the because i thought this is the case but i didn't remember like the orange crush and the joker were kickstarter exclusives right
1: yeah they're not those i'm talking about like just the base colors yes yeah will so not have the, the orange crust and the joker you'll
0: be replacing basically those with some new new ones that you yes. couldn't buy before cool
1: yes yes yep um the next batch is a bunch of random pens that i use for marking or drawing like the uniball signo dx in pink the tombow neon brush pen in pink uh copic multiliner secure pigment micron C- C- Kurtaki, Zig, Mangaka, all of those types of pens. A lot of those sit in a different case where I have like a visual journal where I keep and do some notes and things like that. Then I have some other machine pens that I like laying around. So I have the pen type B in titanium. That actually stays in one of my pen cases because I use that all the time. I have the Sunderland MK1, which I just got back, you know, full disclosure, Brad advertised on the blog this week. I love this metal pen um it's it's an aluminum pen. It's got some unique characteristics with it. I have a pilot juice point three eight black um blue black refill in it. That's what I use to take my field notes notes this morning. Like it's just a cool pen. Like I want those pens laying around. It's got a classic um, look to it. Yeah. And it's really, really well done. Um it has the threads are like underneath the grip section. Like you'd never know, like the top threads on there. It's wild looking. Or wild, wildly made. And then I have like just random, like the Kaveco Sport clutch pencil. That's laying there because I was thinking about reviewing it, but I actually think it's a pretty bad product. So I may not even review it. I've been testing it about a bunch. That's also another like category that lives on my desk sometimes is things I have to review, but I need to test them first. So I'm always using things yep. like this Kaveco Sport pencil to get an idea so I can later you know, tell a story about it when I'm doing a review. And right now that story is I may not review this pencil because I think it's actually pretty bad, but maybe I'll, I'm I'm borderline on whether I should spend the time reviewing it. Um, then I have my Tombow Erogitin Color Dictionary Volume 1 set of colored pencils. This is one of my personal favorite products that I own. It's um, three sets of 12 colored pencils. I use them in my theme system journal to fill in my habit tracker. Yeah. Um, And I just, it's like my main colored pencil set that I use for everything. So I love these. I highly recommend those. Those live on my desk because it's like they come in their own display boxes. So it's an easy thing to have on your desk and it sits on top of a Harry's gift box which I've talked about before that I have loaded with dozens of wooden pencils right and like sharpener accessories in there we're not going to go through all those but you because know that's just I like keep a bunch of wooden stuff. pencils there yeah. yeah just a bunch of stuff so like these are i use my fountain pens the most but these it's pretty close to like a 50 50 breakdown between fountain pens and then things like the Johto, the Retros, the CWTs, the Spokes, those types of gel pens. Those are, that's probably between the fountain pens and those type of pens. If you added them all up, that's probably 80 to 90% of my writing is with that that type right. of grouping of pens. Mm-hmm. And then you have your drawing pens, mechanical pencils, ballpoint pens, sometimes fill out that la- colored pencils, fill out that last 10 to 15 20% whatever it is there.
0: But just by pure numbers, you do have more non-fountain pen writing mm-hmm. implements on your desk at any one time. Yep.
1: Yep, yep. So these are just all like available on my desk.
0: But you got to have something to write on, right? Which is yeah. Paper. Yeah
1: which is paper. Where can we find some really good paper, though? I'm pretty oh. sure we might know somebody.
0: I'm so pleased that you asked. You can go to Penn oh. to get all that sort of stuff. Penn Chalet have everything you need, right? They have paper. They have notebooks. They have fountain pen converters and pen holders and carrying cases and inks and, of course amazing rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more from all of your favorite brands. Pen are always adding new styles of pen. Every single month you will find new stuff. What you will also find is discounts. They run special discounts twice a month and closeout specials as well. Pen believe in giving you the fastest and most reliable customer service that they can and also getting your products to you in the quickest and cheapest way possible. They do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States, but they also sell internationally as well and they have great shipping rates for that too. Penchalet has low prices on high quality pens, and they offer a 100 percent satisfaction guarantee, and they are a wonderful supporter of the Pen Addict Podcast. If you go to Penchalet.com, P-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website, enter the password pen addict. Do this at any time, and you will get the code that you need to save 10% on literally anything over on Pen Chalet. And you'll also find some wonderful offers. We have some uh pens and ink offers this week, but also some sealing wax supplies. Not like for the ceiling, but like for sealing <laughs> an envelope.
1: I am shockingly interested in these because these are made for glue guns. So this is the Pen Chalet glue gun sealing wax. So being a parent and having students, you own things like glue guns at your house for school projects, like my sister my sister my daughter had like a recent science project where we had to like make a nitrogen atom and we're glue gunning things left and right on and to have the sealing wax and then the seals which are also listed on the site i am completely like into this like i'm gonna look at this a little bit more and see if this is something that would work for me because I might start writing letters. Don't hold me to that. Uh oh. I I'm uh yeah. Like I just had this. This is all in conjunction with this whole list that we're we're doing here on the on the podcast. So, um, yeah. This uh this glue gun sealing wax and these brass seals. Like I'm gonna go explore these. They look pretty cool.
0: There's also some other stuff lower down. Some other different types of uh wax and and sealing things. So if that's the thing you're of looking on for, sale. yeah, a bunch of great ink from from uh. Some great individuals who live mm-hmm. in Australasia, I think. Yeah, so yeah. You can go get those things right now. So a wonderful selection of products. Go to A.com, hit the uh, podcast link at the top of the website, and use the password pen addict to get your hands on these offers. Our thanks to Penchale for their support of this show and FM. All
1: right, before we get into the next section, mm-hmm. one point I'd like to make and then one lead-in question. One point, are you finding this useful? Sure. Do you think I'm finding there's some use in doing this? Okay. Yeah. Because I was not sure. Like, this is a very weird thing. Hey, let me read off the list of this stuff on my no, desk. No,
0: I, no, All anybody wants to know is what products are, is Brad Dowdy using? At Any <laughs> one point in time, that's all people want to know. So this extends mm-hmm. to that.
1: So I find it useful for a lot of reasons, which we'll continue to get into as we go through um, but yeah, I was wondering, like, I, th- I felt like this would work for a podcast episode and like maybe, you know, once or t- like I said, once or twice a year, maybe it works. Um, the second point I want to lead into the paper section here is that the first two sections of pens, fountain and standard pens, pencils comprise 36, uh, 36 items. The paper section comprises 27 items of its own a lot of do paper. you see a problem here
0: <laughs> yes yes just yes. too much paper i i would i would i would posit
1: this is the story of my life as far as paper goes i can't narrow down my paper usage to a handful of favorite things so i'm going to go through this list and talk about you know why i have all this stuff um Aside from this, paper storage is my biggest flaw right now, like in the Closet of Doom. Um, I'm getting there with like my pens and inks and that kind of storage. Paper storage is, is just a mess. So let's go through some of these. So I just had to, I ran out of a bunch of Rhodia paper recently in all sizes. So I just reordered Um, I like to have those around for ink testing and just general note-taking. But really, I like to see how fountain pens behave on Rodeo paper. It's a good baseline paper for a lot of things. So I have the Rodeo A5 ice pad uh, gridded that just sits on my desk. I have the Wilco Field Notes box set, which I'm using to transcribe Wilco album lyrics in. So that's a project I've just taken on. So that sits there on my desk. I have the Theme System Journal, which, Mike, I'm getting into, like page 40 now so i've been mm. very consistent i don't know that i've missed i maybe missed one day in it i don't think i have so you're doing the monday through friday thing um so yeah i'm, I'm not quite halfway through the dailies yet um it's been a very good thing i've enjoyed it and we'll talk about that more i think that's maybe more of a uh, we'll explore that more as we get to the end of the year beginning of next year as we're working on these things um
0: can i give us a quick update just sure. Yes. Please, because one
1: of the things I needed was well, this is going well. I'm going to need to order a second one. Oh, there aren't any.
0: No, you're, you are calm. Calm yourself, my friend. <laughs> uh, there are currently production samples being sent to me for, for our next printing run. Uh, they are. Stuck in customs, uh, as everything. Everything is consistently stuck in customs, just some Mm -hmm. level of customs. Mm -hmm. But once I approve that run, we will then have uh, an amount that will be in stock before the end of the year, and then an amount in stock in the beginning of the year, with the hope that then, before the end of Q1, will be the revised edition. Okay, cool. But there will be some in stock before the holidays, is the plan, and then some in stock after the holidays, is the plan. This is all the plan. Shipping may destroy the plan, but that's the plan. That's the plan.
1: Best laid plans, something, something.
0: The best laid plans get destroyed by customs.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There has to be a band called Stuck in Customs, right? I mean, that seems like the most obvious band name ever. Certainly there was a band. They were obviously a failure because we've never heard of them, but It seems like just an appropriate band name. Anyway, 2020 Hobonichi Weeks is sitting there waiting to be launched on January 1st. So I keep that on my desk because it will get lost and eaten by the monsters in the closet of doom, and I may never come up with it again. So it's just hanging out on my desk while the theme system is actively used um, on a daily basis. I have the Life A5 bank paper So what you're saying is,
0: like, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what you're saying is uh, theme system's the best. It's what I'm getting because you can use the theme system one is continuing.
1: Right. Use it now. So, you know, mm, very good points. (laughs) Hashtags always be selling. Yes. Always. Always be closing. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Always be closing. Um, Life A5 bank paper is a new thing to me is a recommendation. So it's sitting there waiting to be used as well. My launch term 1917 red Bauhaus journal is maybe half full with just random journaling stuff and uh, some notes I'm taking for different projects. I have two NotCo A5 spiral pads, one of the greatest pads ever made. Um, Yeah. I'm not embarrassed to say that have (laughs) that are in various states of usage. Uh Always be closing.
0: Always. (laughs) Turns out. (laughs)
1: Yeah. it's a fantastic product. I use it for a lot of things. It is my wife's favorite notebook. She's gone through like, I don't know, I think she probably has like eight of them going right now with different projects. She's like, Oh, I just finished one. Give me another one. And so it's just like constant. I have the Yoseka notebook, which I've really been enjoying for ink reviews. It handles ink in a very unique way. And uh I'm enjoying using that notebook a lot. I have the Papercuts A5 52 gram Tomoe River notebook. That is what I've referred to in the past as my hashtag DGAF notebook. That's where scribbles and ink testing and samples go when you don't want to ruin your new notebook to make sure like your pen is actually going to write. That is my uh, DGAF notebook. Um, I have a Rhodia A4 dot pad and a Rhodia A4 ice pad. The dot pad is almost done. The ice pad will be about to replace that. It's just like a sheet or two away from being done. So those are in transition. The CWT Studio Sketchbook, which I use for just that, it has some product sketches in there. I have the WritePads Pads uh, Meeting Book and the WritePads Pads Landscape Ruled Notebook. Those could probably be filed off the desk because I only use, the, use them for specific reviews. Like the Meeting Book, I'm using for mechanical pencil reviews, and I don't do those even once a month, so that's probably something that could be off the desk and then been be grabbed as needed. Same with the landscaped ruled notebook. I have NotCo A5 Dot Dash Notebook, which is the brown cover one. I prefer the spiral pad, but I've used this one to go in as inserts in other A5 uh, cases like my seed notebook covers. I have the Elemental Notepad's Oxygen Notebook, which is my visual journal. That's the one where I cut out pictures and write and do different things. I have the Studio Neat Pano book, your favorite, which I use for reviews. So that's kind of in the same category as the write notepads. Those don't get used as notebooks. Those get used as these are places where I'm going to write to do a review to further take take pictures in the future. So that's, that's that category. The Pebble Stationary Glacier Edition and Nero's Notes Pocket Notebook, Live in My Sinclair, because they're the pocket notebook size. I have... Three types of NotCo note cards in use. The Weekly Doc Dash, the Line Plus Blank, and the Petite I've used. I've already used two Petite cards today, so they are actively used. I have the Coloring, which is my ink sample book. I have the 2020 G-Bun Techo, which I'm going to give away. So not everything is in use on my desk. I have it on my desk because it's a giveaway item and I need to move it to the shipping station, so it's just sitting there. Field Notes Autumn American Elm version. It's the yellow notebook. I just use that for random notes and paper testing. The William Hanna A5 Journal, which is my most used paper product right now. That's the one that travels with me when I go to stream. It goes with me at all times. It handles my week. I have a place for notes. And then I have a new Lamy notebook, which is just sitting there for a future review. It's waiting to be tested. So out of, what was that, 27 paper items... I use well more than half of them regularly and then That's the other lot. half could probably be put away. You're like, very for as needed
0: stuff. Com- compartmentalized, you know. This goes yeah. here and this goes here. You know?
1: They all have there's reasons the, the reasons may not make sense, but there's reasons for all of it makes them. Makes sense to you. Yeah, it makes sense to me, but like some of the reasons are like few and far between, so they probably need to be moved off my desk to be quite honest, mm. right? Notebooks take up a lot of space but they're hard to store so i they they stack well <laughs> so i just yeah. end up making towers on my desk and then grabbing the ones that i need and the the most used ones uh, matriculate to the top of the stack
0: yep this the most uh the most links have come from this section
1: it's an interest i found this section to be very interesting because i was shocked at how many of these i actually used and shocked at the overall total which is too much it's a lot. Like I can go through this list and say, "Yep, I use this this week. I've used this this week." And then the ones that I haven't used in a week or two I actually need to move off the desk, like the the big write notepads. Um, you know, just a couple things. Then I have a couple things for review. Like the coloring doesn't necessarily need to live on my desk. I use it frequently when I'm doing ink testing and stuff. But when I'm not using it, it's not like I'm taking notes in it, right? Like it's just sitting
0: there. How long has so, the weekly note card been a thing? year or two it's a great design yeah that, for design some design reason design. this one seems to have passed me by
1: mm-hmm. it's a i mean it's a toot my own horn, horn thing yeah it is a brilliant design it's very clever for what it is Mm-hmm. i absolutely love that that card exists we sell a good amount amount of them too so people yeah. like them it's very useful all right so we've done pens pencils paper now we have stuff. <laughs> this is where you get in trouble. Like, I'm, I'm already in trouble. Like, it's clear. We're well past trouble here. You're listening to a podcast about pens. We're beyond the trouble phase. There is a lot of stuff on here that is stationary-related, and it's not that much that's not. Some of it's just, like, you know, technology. But the storage falls into this category because all of it lives on my desk. So the Keras Customs Cube... That's the red anodized cube that you'll see in the picture later um, that we'll have it linked in the show notes. This is where those pins live, like the 849, the, the Rotring, the Jotter, um, the Tough Writer, the pins that I don't use frequently, but I want them accessible for when the need arises. That what lives in the cube. I have an old NotCo Dudeck Idea Dock, which we don't sell anymore. That holds all of my different size note cards right now. So I have the weekly, and the petite sitting on that. Um, that's where I grab my note cards from. Then the knock, brass town, and violet and raven. That's where all those fountain pens go, that I mentioned earlier. So I have seven in there right now. Six in the six defined slots. One in the additional pouch. The Co Sinclair in camo, which is my favorite one. That has. Three of the pens and the pocket notebooks, like the um, Pebble Stationery and Nero's Notes. The Notco Tallula holds my petite index cards, and the Sailor Rialo and uh, Pastel Shiba Retro fifty-one because I use them so much. The Notco Sapillo XL in Violet and Sunshine that holds the Theme System Journal, um, the Retro. 51 Pink Robots, the Pen Type C, the Pink Neon Tombow Brush. This is kind of my non-fountain pen carry case. It also holds uh, note cards and notebooks, like the pocket size. So that's where my lined notebooks go. That's where my Wilco field notes go um, for that project that I'm working on. And then I have the NotCo Burton, which is where the visual journaling stuff goes, the Elemental Notebook the drawing pins that i listed above the copic securas um it also contains um neon washi tape and a pair of fancy scissors that i got from jet pins um so all of that goes in there so like all of my storage stuff i can tell you what's in it without even touching it or looking at it like i'm not looking at any of these things i know exactly what's in all of these cases right now um practically in slot order for the larger size cases. So I don't because I've used them as they're set up right now so much, uh, again, that's like the reason why I said, well, I should probably write this down and take this snapshot of what I'm using all the time because I think it's useful. Um, Then we get into the randomness. So I have my chop stamp that our friend Thomas Hall uh, helped me get made. So it's got my name, and uh, I guess it's Katakana, but I could be wrong on which exact um uh, exact lettering is on that stamp, but it's cool. I use that in when I make drawings, I sometimes just put a stamp on there like I'm like some cool official artist, right? It's like my signature thing there. I have some spoke design prototype pin stands that we're playing around with with uh Brian's 3D printing machine and his knowledge of magnets. We've been playing around with some funky stands. Oh interesting. My little, <laughs> that's a long like that's a like a way, way, way not imminent thing, but it's it's, more we the have this idea really cool of like idea.
0: The magnets is cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. We have this idea for this modular pen stand thing that would work with magnets, but it's like pre-alpha. Like we're way, way, way far away. But we both love the idea. It's just a matter of time, the type of thing. Um, I have my little speaker. I keep the Ultimate Ears Wonder Boom on there. I have all my technology devices. iPad. I'm full. Apple Ecosystem, iPad Pro, 9.7 Apple Pencil, Apple Keyboard, Touchpad Watch, uh, the Rain Design M-Stand for my laptop. Um, I also keep a loop on my desk in case I'm having any trouble with any pens that I can get a close-up look at. Um, I also have the 12,000-grit sandpaper I can modify, you know, any nibs. If I want them smoother or whatever, I'll do that on my desk. And, uh, you know, I have the a mobile microphone for my... Phone that I use not enough that I want to use more. Uh, by sure, I have my KH20 pencil sharpener, which is my favorite pencil sharpener for all my pencils. I have an Empty Y Studio fountain pen box because it's made out of wood and holds all my pencil shavings. Midori index clips, which Mike, um, they are the perfect thing for people who want a bookmark for their theme system. They're like these wafer thin index clips that I just got in. And I have two of them. One for my active daily pages mm. in the Theme System journal and one on the Habit Tracker pages. You don't even know they're there, but they're instantly accessible. Are they little um, ducks. They're fantastic. No, these are not ducks. These are just I think oh. they come in maybe different shapes. These are just a basic, okay. like a brass looking rectangle or copper looking. Um they're so thin that and but they work really well. Then I have um uh, binder clip that I use for notebooks sometimes if I'm taking pictures, like to hold down the pages. Um, washi tape and scissors, which I mentioned. I have a card deck on there just for fidgeting. Um, it's a Dynasty card deck done by Brendan Hong who also did my ink stamp um, that I'm not using enough and I need to use more. And then I have a deck of uh, self-exploration cards, which a really good friend sent me those it's called Know Yourself Sex-, Sex-, Sex... Self-Exploration Cards. That's a different set uh, by oh, the way. Brad. Um, <laughs> so these are just for like writing prompt cards is basically what they are. So I keep those on my desk for like inspiration. Um, I have a bunch of books. Most of the books on my desk are either for like reference or the books that I need to read next, like out of water by Sarah Reed who writes for the pen act, who's really awesome. Um, so I have a whole bunch of books there, like the ones I use for just like reference, like Tokyo storefronts. Um, and brand by hand, I like just looking at those and then I have other books I need to read. Um, I have candy, Mike, I have the herbal candy that our friend, uh, Glenn from Hong Kong, uh, sends us every year. So I keep that on my desk and a military challenge coin that another friend of the show gave us at the Atlanta Pin show. I have my destiny figurines, you know, you got to personalize the desk a little bit. So I have my Cade six and, uh, Ikora. Mm. little figurines, pin Attic coaster, because I always have a drink, either coffee or water, usually. Um, Warby Parker um, glasses case with my little cleaning rag, because if I'm on my desk all the time, my glasses get dirty and I need my cloth. And I have a lamp, Mike. We love lamp. Are we done?
0: That's it. Wow.
1: That was a lot of stuff. Ooh. So, at the end of doing this so like I said I had my laptop and I had Ulysses my favorite writing app up and I'm just sitting here typing away and looking at my desk and as I finished you know, like I closed my laptop put it on the stand um, you know moved a couple things on my desk and I was like is all that stuff really on my desk because it doesn't look that bad <laughs> it's like this should be like a volcanic ash explosion of a desk from what I just laid out there and it's a little bit messy and a little bit, you know, unusable in parts of it, but it's really not that bad. I don't think in the grand scheme of things, it could be worse. And some days it is much worse when I'm really spread out, but with all the pins in storage and the cases zipped up and closed, doesn't look ridiculous for all the ridiculousness i just listed out so i put up a an image which we'll share in the show notes on instagram like i could barely get to the edges of the desk in the picture because you know instagram layouts and things like that you need
0: the new iphone you know get the ultra wide i i
1: have it but i didn't even think to like try Ah, to do that that's what it's for i know didn't think about it didn't think about that um but yeah the it's the desk is totally usable i like scooch everything's to the side it's like a long skinny desk so i can scooch everything out to the side and kind of work in the middle and i like it and it's mine and that's all my stuff and i use all this stuff a lot and i'll be interested to see six months from now how much of this stuff i'm still using
0: a lot i want to do this okay too. are you sure yeah mine's not going to be <laughs> okay. as much as yours probably about half well, good but I want to. Do it.
1: I do was actually, when I started this, my idea was to get you to do it too. And then I started it and I was like, oh my God, this is a lot. Yeah, I was thinking so I when I opened anything. the document
0: today, I was like, right, let me go to the office and I'll start my inventory. And I looked at it and I was like, no, mine's not today. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. That's fun. Yep. So... Uh, it was fun for me. I hope other people like liked it. And I'm oh, glad to this like, is gonna be answer one of those any episodes questions.
0: Where people write to you and, like, oh, I love the episode. You watch.
1: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, like on Monday, I didn't have any ideas for the episode. On Tuesday, this just hit me. And I said, I think I can do this. And let's see what happens. And um, we'll see what happens. It's now. Uh, recorded and out there for everyone to listen to so i'll be interested to see what the what the feedback is on it and um you know it was more coming from a place of uh not look at all this stuff but like let's figure out why i use all these things and see if this is uh um well reasonable is not the word because none of this is reasonable but for what i do and how i use things is this you know in line with um what I like and how I like to use things. And honestly, I have to say it pretty much is like, I wouldn't change very much out of this list, which is kind of scary to say out loud. I think it's good. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. If uh, you want to find, they've got a lot of links. If you want to find those links, <laughs> uh, go to relay.fm slash pan addict slash uh, 386. Go to twitch.tv slash pan every Tuesday and Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Brad will be streaming for your enjoyment. Um, you can also find Brad at knock knock.co is Dowdyism on Twitter, PenAddict on Instagram. (sighs) Nobody knows all of the places that you go to but that you're Mm. available at better than me. If we could just get
1: that Twitter account bought out, we'd we'd save a lot of problems. We would.
0: Mm -hmm. We really would. I am iMike. I-M-Y-K-E everywhere. Go follow me on Instagram. That's my favorite social network. Should be yours too. Go follow me there. Uh, Thanks so much to our wonderful sponsors for this episode. The fine people over at HelloFresh and PenchLA. Okay, Brad, we'll be back next time. We've got a special episode next time, right? Do you want to tease it?
1: Gift guide episode with Anna Reiner from the Well-Appointed Desk for our annual gift guide episode so if you have any questions and you're still listening to this podcast send me your Ask tpa on twitter with your gift guide questions be as specific as you want i want to do a very specific answers gift guide episode as opposed to a general gift guide episode so we'll be working on that over the next week
0: all right thanks so much for listening we'll be back then until next time say goodbye brad goodbye brad